Well, good evening there. Come, sit by the fire and let us regale you with tales so sublime, so masterfully written that they make the works of such literary masters by the likes of Dickens and Chaucer, Kipling, Faulkner and Hemingway look like mere children's scribblings. Pour yourself a nice glass of the finest brandy or Chianti and enjoy the literary renaissance that is horrible horror masterpiece theater. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. Although this episode is a little different. If you already listened to the first part of this, it's going to be very much the same. This is part two of Horrible Horror Masterpiece Theater, where me and our all-star group of uh, guests, our cast, are going to sit down and read really bad bad short horror <laughs> stories that i wrote when i was in grade school junior high and early high school and they they will be voicing the various characters in the story so uh we already did part one hopefully you've listened to that and enjoyed it so we are going to on part two we're moving on to later in my writing career these are going to be stories that are written in the uh junior high to early high school area i think actually i think today is mostly early high school um oh. for now so but again let's go around and let's introduce who, who we got back at cast again we have uh Either you love him or you hate him, but you can't deny him, Mr. Nachos McWerewolf. October, depending on when you listen to this, um, but it is currently. I always think three steps ahead. Um, anyway, Nachos is back. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> about your mom. Oh! We're gonna follow that up with the first lady of horrible horror, Miss Sarah Samples, is back in studio. Sarah. Why, thank you. Yes. Oh, thank I, I know you saw what I did. I just did like a little bow and nobody I know. can see that. Nobody can see the bow <laughs> or my sweet wave. I'm really perfecting she was, this She was wave. doing the... Uh, yes. Oh, the fucking uh, turning the light bulb from... It is the pageant uh, in the parade uh, wave. You can wash the window. The pageant lady. Or you can turn in the light bulb. Not to step on your toes, Sarah, no, of course. No. But Sarah's I'm back. back. I'm and back. with her is her lovely, manly... Yes. Manliest men of men, of all Ooh. men to ever be a man. Hunky boy. Is Mr. Chris Samples, 
still don't have a theme music for him, so Chris samples theme it's music. Chris samples theme music. I forgot we're gonna do a Stone Cold song opening. He's got awesome hair and cool tattoos. He's so manly. Like you could go back to school and eat shit. Marshall, that's two weeks in a row now. I'm yeah. <laughs> you have get your shit together. Please! Get your shit. Get your shit and put it in a Thank box. Thank you, though. Thank you for having me back. I do appreciate and it. Sec- so and sitting to my left, again, finally, he's back in studio. Mr. Aaron Southworth. I'm back. Yes. Aaron, I really back. love the Bishop. Aaron, you don't song. have to do the striptease, but I appreciate it. Hey, man. So I, I, sexy. That shirt is coming off, and these nips are getting hard. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Well, a couple beers get in you, you know. So excited to see him. I want to cut All my right. dick off with a pair of garden shears. <laughs> nice. All right. Call back. Nice. No? Um, no. Listen, listen, listen to Here Comes the <laughs> oh. it, it's, it's in relation to a Here Comes a Spooky episode. So uh, From last week. From Yeah. Uh, speaking of life, again, Cincinnati Jeff is not here. He's no. still getting over his case of the pussies. Bum, bum, ba, dum. He, is, he actually, I talked to his doctor, Pepper, and he says he was di- <laughs> there you go. There, there he is. He was diagnosed with a boogaloo flu. Oh. <laughs> so thoughts and prayers. He did send a picture, and if jaundice was a person, that's what it would look like. He looked <laughs> he, like a minion. Yeah, <laughs> like he's like I'm. I'm like, hey, your liver's cu- like tapping out. Quit drinking. He's like, fuck that. I'm like, no. All right. I, I saw the hospital. Eat a banana. Bed. Drink some Pedialyte. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once the yellows of your eyes start turning yellow, or the white of your eyes start turning yellow, it's not a good sign. I mean, I he sent me the hospital picture where he is on the hospital bed and his liver sitting next to him, just smoking a cigarette. Saying, what the fuck did you do, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing good. Yeah, he's, good. Yeah, he's he, fine. Well, superheroes do good. He's doing well. Well, very good. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not doing well off. All right, so um, uh, where are we? Um, yeah. So so before week, we get started, yeah. honestly, we, we do. do uh, that's yeah, these right. these these green shots of Resident Evil T-virus. T-virus liquor have been sitting yes. on the table for quite some time. Yes, we need to and we need to put them in our bellies because if they go bellies. warm, I think I might actually turn into a raging zombie. <laughs> actually, this <laughs> cheers, is cheers, everybody! I can't reach at the end of the table. You got it. You got to keep them cold, or else Pinkies you're gonna turn, you know you're gonna get infected. Extracted this from Cincinnati to Jeff. the T-virus. Well, that's what Eric ha- or Cincinnati Jeff has because we extracted it from his gallbladder. He's been shitting and pissing shit that looks just like this wonderful. <laughs> it's weird, right? Sir, so how'd you herby. explain that? It's herby. Very it's herby. It's almost like potpourri. Like, <laughs> like I just, I just drank t- a shot of potpourri. It yeah. is. It is. What is it, what is it called? For those, it's uh, in the fridge. Back oh, yeah. For those of you who listened to the episode, remember, uh, it, it's not great. It is the I'm okay with it. bottle of liquor that was I'll rewarded during the Horrible Horror Jeopardy episode. It was the prize that the yeah. winner got, but I ended up buying one for everybody. So. Hey, Marshall, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. It now, is. That's right. Like now, to, to, their credit, to their credit, they do have recipes on the bottle, like drink it with this, mix it with that. <laughs> yeah. so, drink it straight up. But we're just drinking it straight I up. Just <laughs> take a shot and die. Yeah. Yeah. It like tastes it like Jägermeister Light with a body. splash of lime Gatorade. It's yeah, actually not too far off. I like Sarah's description of just like sprinkled with potpourri. Yeah, well, I, I thought you know. said frog piss earlier. Yeah, I did. Or last week. No, it was turtle piss. <laughs> oh, turtle piss. <laughs> turtle piss last week. I like totals. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. 
All right. <laughs> so if you are listening to the previous Masterpiece Theater episode, you, you are familiar with what we are about to do. Um, these This episode, we are going to do um, two, maybe three or more. I don't know how many we'll get to. But we'll, three or four. We'll get to some of stories. These wrote, I wrote in early high school, I believe, was the time. So like 94, 95, somewhere around there, I wrote these. Uh, so your third freshman year? Yeah, my third freshman year. Um, parts have been handed out. Uh, they will, uh, Our cast here will be reading uh, parts. Some have single parts. Some have various parts. Uh, Ooh, looking at the script, there's some problematic dialogue. Yeah. There, so I tried my best for people not have to have conversations with themselves. But because Cincinnati <laughs> Jeff decided to get down, you know, get capture get AIDS or something like sickness. that, uh, I had to redo things on the fly. And some people might be talking to themselves for very brief stints of time. I can't wait. Uh, but we're starting with um, a little a little story called Horror Night. Not horror. Not horror night. <laughs> horror night. Horror. Can I see one of those it's highlighters? Totally different There's story. A, can I see the pink one? There's I, a couple. I, I do love how this. Horror Night is super busy. I just kind of want to very reminiscent of a simple title of Haunted House. Very reminiscent. (laughs) Very reminiscent. It's called Trap Nose and Hoes. Trap Nose and and (laughs) Hoes. New title, perfect. New title, perfect. Yeah. Um, Trap nose hoes for show. Now with this, these episodes, some of these stories, I've I've upping my game here. Um, I actually have. A surprise for you guys. I have a soundboard prepared Yay! for certain oh. for certain events throughout these stories. You hear that, gang? I can't wait. We can hang up our fully artists. Yes, the I, I kind of liked our last fully artists. <laughs> they were fun. They were for the X Men themed one. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was New Mutants. So many lasers. So many lasers. <laughs> and schnicks and bamps. All right. So, here we go with. Horror Night, circa 1994-95. Let's kick it off. The last house sucked! It was not that bad, Scott. No, bro. I have to go with Scott on this one, yo. I mean, a guy dressed up like Lassie holding a plastic knife is not scary at all, man. Answered Adam. Who cares? This next house is supposed to be the best, stated Aaron. As a group of teens drove on, they, they talked about other, the other houses and waited to arrive at the last house. Aaron looked over at Anne. Anne Walker is a remarkable piece of work. Oh. Aaron has liked her since the seventh grade. Her long blonde hair was hanging over her shoulders. Her eyes were a field of wheat. Anne's lips were the most perfect set he ever saw. Just perfect for kissing. Anne looked away from the window. Aaron spun his head away. Yo! Ty, how much longer do we get there? Asked Aaron, trying to cover up. Uh-huh. Anne Sweet knew that Aaron liked her. She looked over at Aaron. He's okay. She thought to herself. <laughs> hey, how is Angie, or how is Winky doing? Asked hey, Chris. Hey, Angie, how is Winky doing? Asked he, Chris. <laughs> he's fine. Answered Angie. The teens drove on. Time passed quickly. Ty turned down an old dirt road. The van... Bounced up and down on the rocks. Uh, hey, I haven't seen any other cars out here since we left the last house. Ty, are you sure you know where you're going? Yes. Uh, is this even a road? Asked Heidi. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
It sure doesn't look like it. Heidi said. I know. I know where I am, and I know this road. Said Ty angrily. Come on, Ty. What's with you lately? Asked Scott. Nothing. Replied Ty. <laughs> Heidi sat back in her chair and looked out the window. She sensed something was wrong. Look, there it is. Shouted out Angie. What the fuck's wrong with Angie? <laughs> she's metal as fuck. You don't even know what she's going through. Why are you dissing she's got, she's got three different voices in you. I know. We got to do some race. I know. Just, that one took me off guard. I'm sorry. I'm the curtain, y'all. <laughs> Some people have a base. Okay? I think Andrew's born with an extra chromosome. Actually, actually, Angie, if I remember correctly, did have a lower voice. <laughs> All right. Um, there it is. Is it like Heather? <laughs> it like so Heather? she smokes like five packs of camels a day, y'all. Yeah, yeah, whatever. She does B95 and she keeps it tight with a butt heavy. Right. That's a callback. All right. <sighs> All right. All the teens looked out the left side windows. Oh. There, in a field, in the middle of nowhere, stood an old, run-down house. Ty parked the van, and they got out. Yeah, I'm going to park that van, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and walked down a dirt path towards the house. Heidi looked at the house, and then looked at her friends in despair. Hey, guys. I think something is wrong here. I don't like the looks of this. It doesn't seem right. Look. We're the only ones here, and there is no line, and we are out in the middle of nowhere. Said Heidi. Loosen up, Heidi. It's all fake. Nothing's gonna happen. Said Aaron. As they approached the house, a short, deformed man hobbled out from the shadows. Five dollars each, please, said the hunchback man in a cracky, freaky ah! voice. <laughs> Yelled Heidi. <laughs> yo, Heidi, it's okay. It's, it's just a costume, yo. Said Adam, trying to calm her down. They all paid the fee and walked up the front stairs. Yeah, see you later, Igor. Said I, I, Igor, but all right. Um, said Scott in a I know it! I know what I'm doing! Did you also say Frankenstein? Yeah. I say Steen and Laboratory. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Scott, hurry up. Said Aaron. Scott jumped up to the front porch. I'm jumping. Okay, let's go. Uh, said Aaron. The door... Uh, Aaron opened the door and walked in, followed by Ann, then Ty, then Angie, then Heidi, then Chris, then Adam, then Scott. <laughs> yeah, Scott's here too. As Heidi stepped into darkness, she could hear the little man laughing. Well played, sir. As they walked down the candlelit hall, came uh, came a roaring noise from behind them. They all turned around to see a tall, dark figure in a cape and hood. He was holding a chainsaw in his hands. Yelled out Heidi. It's a chainsaw. What? Heidi is as fake as a real chainsaw, but there's no chain on it. It don't, it don't even hurt you. They have to do that, said Scott. Just then, the man lifted the chainsaw above his head. Hey, you. I saw your mom the other day. She looked hungry. The poor thing, so I tossed her some peanuts, said Scott in the, to the man <laughs> holding the chainsaw. Shut up, Scott. Don't piss him off, said Anne. The dark figure drove the chainsaw straight down into Scott's head, cutting it in two, sending blood everywhere. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Yelled out Heidi. Holy shit! Yelled Aaron. 
everybody was yelling and screaming. Oh, shit! Yelling and screaming! Fucking oh, God! The man drove the chainsaw deeper down into Scott's body. Run! Yelled out Aaron. I don't like this! The kids took off down the hall. The man pulled the chainsaw out of Scott's dead corpse. Oh, fuck, I'm dead! Once he pulled it out of Scott's, Scott's body fell apart into two pieces. The man stepped over Scott and walked down the hall after the teens. Aaron, what are we, we going to do? That guy killed Scott. I'm dead. He fuck. killed Scott. He killed Scott. Heidi yelled. Heidi, calm down. Said oh. <laughs> Aaron. Said Aaron, shaking her. Sorry. I told you. Got it, got it, got it. I told you this was a bad idea, and now Scott's dead. Oh, He's dead. 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 Heidi yelled, freaking out. Smack. Bam, bam, strong. I hit people out. I hit women. Oh, shit. What's the sound that Aaron's palm made when it met Heidi's face? Shut up, Heidi. I know what happened. We had to figure out how to get out of here alive. Said Aaron, trying to calm her down. Shake her more. Meanwhile, Angie and Anne were sitting in the corner crying and holding on to each other. Chris was leaning up against the wall, chewing on his nails. Adam was trying to help Aaron calm down Heidi. The teens could hear the chainsaw in the distance. Let's go! Yelled Aaron as he saw the shadow of a man in a chainsaw. They took off down the hallway again. The teens turned around the corner, and they were in a room of dead, rotting corpses. Ah! Yelled out Heidi. Well, bro, I think we found the other customers, yo. Said Adam in fun. That's not funny. Said Angie. <laughs> so Angie's goth as fuck, right? Yeah, Angie's yeah, goth yeah. as fuck. She can't go out because her roots are showing kind of shit, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, as a group of terrified teens... Worked their way through an ocean of dead bodies. The dark man walked through the door. The teens ran as fast as they could. Angie tripped over an arm and fell to the floor. A dead body cushioned her fall. The dark figure lifted his chainsaw. Oh, the chainsaw's supposed to be still be playing. Okay, chainsaw. Like a chainsaw. Um, what? Angie let out a blood-curdling scream. <laughs> right when the chainsaw began its downward motion, Ty bounced over a dead body and planted a kick right in the chest of the mysterious man. He fell to the floor. Ty picked up Angie and ran. Princes. A few girl. minutes later, the teens came to a split. Which way do we go? Asked Anne. Well, whichever way we can go that can't come back or go the other way. <laughs> Said Aaron. What? Well. <laughs> <laughs> what? Aaron, well. take two. Aaron, take two on that. <laughs> well, whichever I mean, way we go, we can't come back or go the other way. Said Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Well. Asked Anne. Boy Scout, Boy Scout, you are out. Said Aaron. <laughs> we go left. They walked down the left hall. The hall kept going on and on until it stopped at a wall. Damn! <laughs> Yelled out Aaron. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> we went the wrong way. Yelled Heidi. <laughs> what are we going to do? Asked Anne. Aaron looked down the corner. They just came, they came down only to see the stalker standing there looking right at them. He started walking towards them. Aaron looked down the hall. There was a small hole in the wall. Aaron kicked the hole, <laughs> and the wall came crashing down. Everybody inside, hurry, said Aaron. The teens filed into the wall. As they ran down the twisting, turning walls, Chris suddenly stopped. Hey, did you guys hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron answered. No. They walked on. 
Once again, Chris stopped. He listened. All of a sudden, the deformed man jumped onto Chris's back. He, lift his, he lifted his right, right arm and dug a knife into Chris's chest. Chris screamed out in agony. No! I'm oh. jumping on you, Chris. <laughs> Yelled out Adam and Aaron. Sorry. Chris. <laughs> Chris! <laughs> I'm way off topic here. Chris's blood. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, so uh, no, everybody yelled out Adam and Aaron. Uh, no. So, Angie. Chris. We did that. Yelled out Angie. <laughs> <laughs> the little man jumped off Chris and he ran away into the darkness laughing. Nice. Chris fell to the floor with a thud. I'm jumping on you. Aaron took took off after him. The rest of the team stayed with Chris. Aaron chased after the hunchback as fast as he could, but that got him nowhere. The hunchback ducked into a cubby hole, and Aaron lost him. Cubbies. Aaron ran back to the others. Did you find him, bro? Asked Adam. No, I lost him, but there must be a way out, way out down there. How is Chris doing? He's dead, bro. Stated Adam. <laughs> Aaron led the group down uh, the dark tunnel. They spent an hour or so <laughs> looking for a way out not but they hour. had no such luck not an hour and 38 minutes no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. sorry uh, but they had no such luck they could still hear the chainsaw in the distance the chainsaw was coming closer and closer oh my god here he comes again yelled heidi the chainsaw stopped the only sound they they uh could be heard was the sound of heidi panting <laughs> and the shuffling of rats or something then everything went silent. The teens listened in suspense. They waited what, for what seemed like hours when it was only two minutes. <laughs> the chainsaw roared uh, up next to them. The girls screamed in terror. <laughs> the chainsaw came cutting through the walls. The chainsaw cut into Aaron's arm. Blood was gushing out of his arteries. Aaron fell to his knees. He covered his arm with his hand. Dude, my arm. The chainsaw was still ripping at the wall. Aaron struggled up and grabbed Anne's arm and ran. I gotta get her. The rest followed. They ran for a while until Aaron collapsed. Ugh. Ty helped him up and ripped his sleeve off and tied it around Aaron's bleeding artery. I got you, bro. Luck. Said, Angie said. <laughs> there must be a way out of here. Oh, wait, up there. <laughs> yeah, bro. We can get out now. Let's go, yeah. Said Adam anxiously. No. Look, the light is moving, said Aaron. He's right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's coming this way. Everybody hide now, yelled, bros. Yelled at him. As the light grew closer, the teens hid in the shadows. The light uh, came around the corner. A huge, ugly man holding a torch in one hand and a machete in the other. A machete? He, he wore an eye patch over his left eye. His right eye was in his cheek. He wore two chains, cro uh, two chains crossing over his chest, and black sweats. Like the rapper. <laughs> Wait, two chains like the rapper? Heidi gasped. The man spun around and was uh, looking for her. Adam saw that he was standing with his legs apart. He ran out from his cover and ran up to the ugly ass man and kicked him as hard as he could in the groin. <gasps> the huge ugly man dropped his torch and machete and fell over, holding himself. Adam picked up the torch and the machete. Come on, Briz. Let's get out of here before it gets up, yo! Shouted Adam. I thought you were going to say it. They all came out of the shadows and followed Adam oh. down the hallway. Aaron was trying his best to walk but couldn't stand. Ty helped him walk. I got you, dude. Ty lifted Aaron's good arm over his head and let Aaron lean on him. 
and walk after the rest of the guys. They came to a door at the end of the hall. Adam opened the door slowly. He peered out. it. He saw it was the outside of the wall. They could get out of the wall here. He pushed it open. Uh, he pushed it open all the way and stepped out. They were in a room with chains lining the wall and cobwebs and dust. <coughs> One candle in the middle of the room and two doors. They stepped into the room and locked the door behind him. Aaron sat down and pulled the cloth around his arm tighter. <laughs> Everybody relaxed and sat down on the floor to rest. Professionalism! <laughs> Let me get some story juice. How are we going to get out of here? Asked Ann. I don't know, bro. Aaron is weak, yo. He's lost a lot of blood. He can hardly walk. Next question, my dudes, is... (laughs) Which door do we choose? Answered Adam. We went left last time and got in trouble. So let's go right this time. Said Angie. Aaron moaned in pain and he stood up. Everybody got up and and helped Aaron to the door. Thanks, guys. Adam opened the door. It was only a closet. Yo, (laughs) I guess we we go left. Said Adam. Oh, great. Not again. Said Angie. (laughs) (laughs) They walked out the left door and entered another room. This room was empty. All that was in the room were piles and piles of dead, rotting people. So not really empty, apparently. <laughs> it takes up space, but uh, neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, the smell was uh, enough to knock someone out. They, they made their way through the corpses to the door. Adam opened the door, and there stood the stalker. Everybody dived for cover. This, oh, I'm, uh, the stalker's... How to chainsaw. Uh, the stalker swung the chainsaw, like chainsaw. at Adam what? and just missed. It cut off some dead guy's head. <laughs> Ty sneaked up to the head and picked it up and threw it at the stalker. It hit him and knocked him over. Everybody ran out the door. They entered another room. The room was a dungeon. There were cells lining the walls and a big black dog asleep in the corner. They tried to sneak past the dog without waking the dog. They were almost there when the stalker entered and woke up the dog. They ran for the door. The stalker let the go dog. It ran after the teens. The dog was. The the group was running down the long hallway towards another door. The dog grew closer and closer. It leapt at Ty and sank his teeth into his neck. Fuck! Ty screamed in pain. Damn! The the dog was mutilating Ty. Please don't! Adam ran up and kicked the dog in the chin. The dog rolled away. It was too late, though. Ty was dead. Uh, you kicked my dog. There were teeth marks all over his body. Blood was running out of many, many holes in his body. <laughs> the group ran to the door and flung it open and slammed it shut. Aaron opened it a crack and looked out. He saw the dog eating Ty's dead body. He closed the door again. They were in a cold, dark room. Adam's torch was almost out, so he took off his shirt and wrapped it around the flame to Hey-o. make it bigger. Oh, yeah. Once the flame grew, he circled the room. They were in, uh, there in the corner was a man in all black with a cape and hood. He had a whip in one hand, and the other hand was missing, and in his place was a meat cleaver. He walked towards the teen slowly. Heidi screamed and ran to a corner. Adam walked up, walked up to him and swung the machete at him and missed. Adam's back was now open to attack. The dark figure elbowed Adam's back and sent him flying into the stone wall. Whack! 
Adam was knocked unconscious. The man lashed out his whip. It wrapped around her neck. He pulled her closer to her. Angie was screaming and calling out for help. (laughs) Get over here! She began to cry. She was now only inches away from him. She was crying and screaming. Aaron picked up the machete and slowly walked up behind the dark man. Angie was still screaming. The figure thrust his meat cleaver right between her breasts. Blood flew out. Angie screamed in pain and fell to the floor half dead. Aaron then lifted the machete above his head and thrust it down onto the back of Angie's killer. The killer groaned and fell down dead. Aaron went over to Angie kneeled down beside her. Angie was coughing up blood and crying. She said goodbye and closed her eyes. Bye. <laughs> oh, she did. She, she does. I'll drink to that. Oh, shit. Aaron stood up and walked over to Heidi and Ann. Goodbye. Ann was crying in the corner. <laughs> Ann was crying in the corner with her hands over her eyes. Aaron's only wish is to get them out alive and then ask Ann out. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? Still walking hard on. <laughs> I love that IRL Aaron is fucking legit crying over here. <laughs> Adam woke up and stood up and shaked his head clear. They walked to the door and opened it up and walked through. They entered a room full of hay. Aaron was really weak now and could hardly stay awake. He knew if he fell asleep, he would never wake up. He sat down on a haystack to rest. Ty's white shirt sleeve was now red. So was Aaron's arm. Aaron took off his shirt, wrapped it around his arm. Heidi and Aaron sat down together. Heidi and Ann sat down together and rested. Adam locked the door and stood guard. Suddenly, the little deformed hunchback jumped onto Adam's back. Adam dropped the torch. The hay lit up like a fiery inferno. Aaron jumped up and ran to the door and tried to unlock it, but it was jammed. Adam spun in circles trying to throw off the hunchback. Finally, finally, Adam grabbed him by the neck and threw him off. The hunchback hit the wall hard. Aaron ran to the other door and kicked it down. They ran out to the hallway. They could hear the hunchback screaming. He ran out. He came running out of the room, surrounded by flames. He fell to his knees and then fell on his face. The hunchback's dead body laid in the middle of the hallway, burning. Um, are you okay, Adam? Asked Heidi. Yo, bro. I'm fine. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Adam was holding his neck. Uh, (laughs) That's my bad. Yeah, we find the answer. Uh, Aaron was in real pain. He could hardly bear it. He forced himself to carry on. They walked towards the door at the end of the hall. Anne heard some chains rattling <laughs> in the next room. That's when the door came flying off its hinges. And the guy in the chain stood there in the door with a really big axe. Adam once again noticed that his legs were apart. Adam kicked at him again. Oh, and this time he was ready for it. The ugly guy swung the axe and cut off Adam's leg. Blood exploded out of his leg. Adam fell over screaming and crying. Uh, uh, the man chopped off Adam's arm and chopped and chopped and chopped 
Aaron and Heidi and Anne ran past them into the room to find their way out. Adam was still alive and screaming in pain. The man chopped off Adam's head. Your head's been chopped off. You're dead, Adam. You're dead. He can still scream for 12 seconds. The man chopped off Adam's head. It rolled through the doorway and stopped by Aaron's feet. Aaron looked away. The group of three teens were in a kitchen. Aaron looked around and saw a knife on the counter. He grabbed it. Anne walked over to the freezer and opened the door. The freezer had about 10 to tw- held about 10 to 12 heads. Yeah, like a baker's dozen. Anne covered up her mouth and backed away. What is it, Anne? Asked Aaron. Anne pointed to the freezer. Aaron walked over and looked in. He saw the heads of Chris and Angie and Ty it's with old. all the others. He closed the door and walked to the other door and opened it up. They were now in a dining room. There was a big wooden table in the middle room. On each side of the room was a door. Was it mahogany? (laughs) (laughs) Which one do we take? Asked Heidi. Let's go right. Said Aaron. They opened the right door and it led to a staircase. Aaron tripped and fell on his wound. He gasped in pain. He was still losing blood and face color. Heidi was actually calming down now, but Anne was freaking out. When they reached the top... Uh, they uh, when they reached the top, they saw three doors. Down. Uh, do you smell smoke? Asked Aaron. Well played, nachos. <laughs> yeah, I do. Said Heidi. Aaron stopped, sniffed. So do I. He we, said. We left the fire burning. Hollered Heidi. This house must be on fire. Said Aaron. They chose the right door. They made the wrong. Dis- they made the wrong choice. <laughs> they chose the right door. <laughs> You've made the wrong choice. It was the door to the stalker, stalker's room, and he was in there. The stalker grabbed his chainsaw and started it up. Like a chainsaw. What? The three of them backed up, and that's when they saw the guy with the axe walking up the stairs. Aaron grabbed the axe just before it hit him and thrust the knife into his chest. The man fell down the stairs. Uh, they heard his neck crack. Aaron had the axe and faced the stalker. What's up, motherfucker? The fire was starting. Uh, up the stairs, burning the ugly man's body. The stalker swung the chainsaw at Aaron's head. Aaron ducked and flung the axe into the gut of the stalker. The stalker dropped the chainsaw. Then he tried to grab Aaron's neck. Aaron moved and the stalker fell down uh, the stairs into the fire. Into the fire! (laughs) (laughs) Heidi ran to the stalker's room. Look, there's the van! She yelled. Aaron and Anne hurried to the window and looked out. Sure enough, there is the van. Aaron opened the window, then collapsed from weakness. <sighs> Heidi and Heidi and Anne helped him up. Once we get out of here, we can use the phone to call the cops and get you help. Said Anne. We, we have to jump. Said Aaron. The fire grew closer. Anne stepped up to the window and jumped. <sighs> Anne made it and was okay. <sighs> Aaron stepped up to the window. He was about to jump when he fainted from blood loss. <sighs> <sighs> He woke up with a huge headache and a broken arm. <laughs> he looked up and saw Anne's beautiful brown eyes. Yeah. He was in so much pain. He looked for Heidi but could not find her. Uh, where, where is Heidi? Asked Aaron. She didn't survive the jump. Answered Anne. Aaron looked over at the house and saw Heidi's dead body lying in the grass and the burning house behind her. Aaron moaned in pain. Hold on, Aaron. Hold on, Aaron. The police will be here soon. Said Anne. Anne put her arms around Aaron. 
and held him tight. Aaron looked at Anne and coughed. He, he, slowly, he slowly closed his eyes and died. Thank you, Aaron, for getting us through this nightmare. I'll miss you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Just then the cops pulled up. Just then the cops pulled up and, and took care of things. <laughs> you know what they do. And ended up having a mental breakdown and was checked into a mental hospital where she is to this day. <laughs> the end. <laughs> what? What? Why did they thank me? Everyone was helping me do the whole fucking house. Yo, 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 real talk. Uh, and sounded like Jesse from Team Rocket at yeah. the end of this shit, uh, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Prepare for trouble. Oh god. Oh, sorry, Fucking Heidi just didn't survive the jump. Uh, she was doing so good. She didn't make it. Fucking fell on her head. <laughs> She fucked it I lost consciousness. Fell out of the house. Broke my arm, but I was okay. Heidi. No. She probably ran and jumped, tripped over the gutter, like face planted. Just like Spookies, man. He's trying to stick it. When the Grim Reaper falls off. Dude, Ann Walker. Oh my god. So, first, some factual reference here. Ann Walker. All these people are real, but Aaron did have a big crush, went through a really big crush phase on Ann Walker during this time period. I'm on Facebook right now. And Angie was one of Aaron's first girlfriends in seventh grade. Angie? Yep. Angie who? Angie Eilers. And Heidi, I think we all know, not just those, but we all know Heidi as well. Yeah. Yeah, that musical Well, I apologize for representing you in such ways. Y'all. Oh, yeah. I had crushes on all those girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this, this story was made for me, baby. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hearing this, like, Anne and Heidi helped Aaron. I'm like, yeah, Anne Walker did. does sound familiar. I know. Attorney I know the Law. Heidi. She, she works for the Galactic Empire. She's just. Spa- <laughs> Yo, why are there no space lawyers in fucking Star Wars, dude? <sighs> so that was, um, <laughs> that was Horror Night. Oh. Circa 1994-95. So I noticed there. you referenced me kicking down walls. Yep, that, that, that's a fact. That that actually legitimately happened. Oh, are we getting to the IMDb commentary? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, this yes. is the yes. trivia yes. section. What's the, the trivia All right, section. we're going to play the budget game. <laughs> the budget game. <laughs> How much damage did Aaron do that night? <laughs> <laughs> At least $85. About, 100, about $125 worth of damage. <laughs> At least $350. Back in 1995. Right, yeah, basically, yeah. That's practically so what, who, You want to tell the story or should I? I Go, you go ahead because right. you probably remember it um, So that actually happened. That was during one of our um, annual haunted house nights right before Halloween where Aaron, me, and like a bunch of our friends, many of these sort of like Chris and Adam and some other Ty people. And Ty, Ty and Ty yeah. and Jay and Mike um, R. And but we'd Sean. all get together and we'd go to like every haunted house that we possibly could in the area. It's like Silo X and but shit this, like that? Yeah. Oh, Silo uh, But this particular year, it was just me and Aaron. This is one of like, like the early years. Uh, it was like, I think, the first... Aaron and I. Yes, Aaron and I. Thank you. <laughs> and so we're in, we're, we're in the... Um, um, oh, God. Villa Hills. Villa Hills. Villa Hills yes. Volunteer Fire Department put on mm. the best... Yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah. Their, haunt, their Volunteer Fire Department made haunted houses that put like 
like the professionals, like the darkness and Shadow Alex, the shame. They, they really so went above and beyond. Good. They did like they went hard. They were so good. All right, so uh, jump in real quick. I used to work at the darkness. Uh, so Silo X used to be its own standalone thing. Now yeah. that was, uh, I think the darkness bought them up. So it's like uh, subsidiary or some such fucker. Yeah, darkness pretty much bought up everything except for maybe uh, Scream Fest down in Fenton or something like that. No, but anyway, it's, it's part so, of that too. That's that's part yeah, of that thing. Yeah. So. This was the, like one of the early years. It was just me and Aaron, and we're going through this haunted house. It was awesome at this point, and we come to this part where we're going like the, you know, it's the narrow, winding hallways where all the walls are made like cardboard, painted black, and all that shit. And we pass this guy, this big fucking dude wearing like a Freddy Krueger costume with a power drill, who jumps out. He's like, rah, rah, rah. I'm like, all right, well, all right, we got past you, Freddy. We got. It. We go past him, and we enter this room filled with like ten year olds wearing werewolf masks, and it looks like a dead end. There's That's like this scary. a wall and like this like little window in like uh, the far wall that light coming through. I'm like, okay, well we're in a dead and there's no door, there's no hallway. Like, what the fuck do we do? Do you miss something? And these kids are just going, rawr, rawr, rawr. I'm like, <laughs> all right, fuck you. So we turn around, we go back to Freddy guy who jumps out. He's like, rawr, rawr, and like, and like, uh huh. And we go back there. Like, no, we just can't. So we gotta go back. We go back, Freddy, past Freddy for the third time now, and back into the werewolf room. And they're still like. Ram, ram, ram. And we're like we're like kids. Where the where the fuck do we? Where go? do we go? Where's the exit? And the kids aren't breaking character, so I'll give them that because uh, no. there's there's like raw raw like no fuck. Re- no relation. So we, we go back to Kid Freddy actors. again, and he Kid this time Freddy sees us again. He's, he's like, getting pissed, and he's like, "What the hell are you guys doing? Like, like, Come on, bitch! We don't know where to go. We can't find the exit." So he's like, "Fuck! Follow me!" All right, so we we go back to the werewolf room, so and now it turns, you're following Freddy. Yes, you're following Freddy. And it turns out that wall that had like a little window of light in was actually a door, but it was blended in, so it didn't look like a door. And he's like, "That's the door. Go that way." Oh, a trap door. So we're like, "Fine." So we go through the door and we look left and right. I'm like, okay, there's a hallway to the left, there's a hallway to the right. We could go either way. We look to the right and it's kind of a dead end, but we look down and the cardboard wall at the bottom is lifted up. It's lifted up. So it looks like a, a crawl space. Like, oh, maybe I have to crawl through this. So I'm like, fuck. So we, I guess let's crawl through it because to the left looks like a dead end. All right, well, I guess we're crawling through. So Aaron starts lifting it up. He's like, it doesn't budge. I can't budge. I'm like, I'm like, fuck, just kick it down. So we're like, all right. Kicks the wall, <laughs> the whole wall collapses. Elegant. We took down a wall in the haunted house. We like fuck. We stepped over the fallen when wall, the walls walked down the hallway, made a right hand turn, and guess who we ran into? Freddy with a fucking power drill. Who's <laughs> like, what the shit are you guys doing? Come on, bitch. Like, Follow me. I'm like, all right. So we start following. I'm like, oh, you might want to watch that. The wall fell down there. <laughs> So we're stepping over the wall we just kicked. He takes us back to the werewolf room. He says, go this way, turn left. I'm like, And he starts right. yelling at the and kids. And as we walk through the rest of the house, we just hear Freddy yelling at these 10-year-olds. Like, oh what God. were you doing? Why aren't you telling them where to go? We're like, oh, my go God. Oh, my God, wolf. what did we do? Go left at the wolfatorium, bitch. I told you. And what? that was one of the first uh, haunted house nights from our finest, finest uh, memories. <laughs> That's awesome. Was this in Villa Hills? You said? Yeah, this is Villa yeah. Hills. We're at around Villa Hills. Oh my god! Uh, their, wherever their their fire uh, their fire department it's, it's was, kind of out there, you know. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's all, you know it's, out by Ellis School. You go out to Ellis, you know where? Yeah, it's off the beaten path for sure. You go, instead oh. of turning left to Ellis, you go straight down that road. Only Chris, Sarah, and Eric or Aaron know what we're talking oh, about but, here. I mean, they had they had such amazing effects of like you know like uh, dude. I, one I, of the last years they had a fucking three D like. Sp- 
spinning fucking vortex room that wow. like I was drunk off my ass. Oh, I, like that peanut I butter jar. I I had like I had to stop and sit down. Like I can't do this. I'm gonna throw up. I was so drunk when Aaron took me there, and that was the last year we went. Nobody was it like a washing machine or the, or the peanut butter jar or the uh... Aaron just like making it through fine. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like I'm gonna vomit. I just, oh, I... I just sat down in the middle of the walkway. I'm like, nope, I can't do this right Marshall, now. Marshall, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's in the event horizon too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so no spoilers are the tequila shots involved well, uh, no they'll make you go counterclockwise Wally. and then uh, you take a pin and stab it up your own butthole and disappear oh. so they reference Event Horizon in the new Thor movie and I was do they really yeah nice ah. cool that's for the listeners alright so that was story time oh um, god we're gonna move on now to uh, another story that I wrote in Mar- high school. Marshall, can you tell me a butt time story? A butt time story? That's for later. That's for the after hours podcast. Bom, 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 bom. Um, this one is just titled "Untitled Belvo West Story" because I never made it, gave it a title. Yeah, this one's called "Amazing Break." Oh man, yes. We will take a quick break. Let everybody have a, a a pee break here and a smoke break, and then we will be right back. We need orange All right, whips. We're back. We're back from our little break, and we're about to bring you probably the uh, I'm gonna say probably the last story for this episode. This will probably just be a two story episode. This one's a little, this is one of the longer ones. This is thick as a Snickers. This is thick. Look at that Snickers um, vein. This was written in again circa ninety five ish, so maybe freshman sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Uh just call it Untitled Belleville West. Um on the paper it says Alien Fog Story, but that's not correct. So let's go Untitled oh. Bevel West uh, Fog Story. When did the faculty come out? That's like that 98. Was Mind yeah, your business. That was later. 99. That was yeah. later. I mean, also, I have this pen. It's full of scat. What? Skeet, skeet. Skeet, skeet, skeet. I on, mean, on dude, the walls. This skeet, is totally cat. razor. Skeet, skeet. <laughs> <laughs> Disturbing behavior, baby. Man. All right. You got to whisper it in someone's the ears. Sounds to the walls. Sounds so the razor drips out your nose. Sounds razor. Okay, so. So hot. <clears throat> Everybody clear them throats. Get yep. ready for I'm that. All, I'm all set. For your, the, your masterpiece face. performance. Mm, is, oh! There we go. Do it. Damn. All right, there we go. Untitled Bubble West Alien Fog Story. It's been a long couple weeks, y'all. It all started on a bright, sunny, warm spring day. School got out an hour ago. Some students stayed for certain reasons, whether it was sports, studying, clubs, projects, or other reasons. (laughs) Teachers stayed behind to grade papers so they could hand them out the next day. Shane, Mike Carpenter, and Joe were practicing football (laughs) plays in the stadium. Sarah Craig and Shannon McLean were studying in the library. While Scott Range, Jared Williams, and Charles Finley were practicing soccer. Ty Seacrest was in the auditorium rehearsing lines for the play. Chris Hargraves was working on his uh, history club project. Mike Rose was sitting on a bench studying, and Ben Miller was in detention. I like studying. Carrie Tesh was in the gym practicing some cheers, and Doug Gothard was smoking pot out behind the stadium. Yeah, I want to hang with Doug. (laughs) A windstorm started up. Mike ran inside the auditorium. Shane, Mike, and Joe ran out of the stadium towards the street. Mike Rose yelled out to them and opened the door. Shane, Mike, and Joe ran inside. Scott, Charles, and Jared ran for the main building. Doug slowly got up and walked towards the main building. What? The man looked out the front door of the auditorium. The the wind was getting worse. He saw lightning and heard thunder. Just then, the four doors flew open. Everybody scrambled to the door, closed, and locked them. Mike in the uh, Mike locked the oh 
Mike locked the front doors. <laughs> Ty came walking out from backstage. What's going on? He asked. That's a bad storm coming, dude. Shane answered. Chris. We have a and cell the, phone interruption. And, and, the te- and the principal called the substitute teacher. <laughs> um, I want to say side note. Unfortunately, nobody here European went, to, cut. went to West with me. But I wish they did because I was so goddamn uh, particular about the geography and the layout of this story. It is geog- If anybody went to Belleville West in high school, uh, you will should be able to keep track of where all this action is taking place. Well, how many trap doors are there? There, uh... <laughs> <laughs> how many spinning walls <laughs> are there? there? Only Rotating. You know, yeah. you, you, put, you tilt the sconce, it gets fucking yeah. wax on the carpet. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Uh, where were we? What's uh, going on? Chris was in the civics room with Miss Schmidt working on his project. <laughs> Doug walked in soaking wet. We have a big problem coming. There's... No, let's try that again. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> We have a big storm coming. There are other kids around somewhere. He I, went, said, I went Huckleberry Hound. I'm sorry. Chris sorry, looked sorry, out Captain the window. Douglas. A green gas was starting to fill the sky. For a second, he thought he saw a part of the gas take the shape of a human. What? Look! Chris yelled out. What is it, Chris? Asked Miss Schmidt. No! Answered Chris. Doug and Miss Schmidt went over to the window and looked out. The gas started to sneak in through the window cracks. We have to get to the gym fast, said Miss Schmidt. They ran out of the room and towards the gym. As they ran to the gym, the green gas surrounded them. Doug ran for the road. He was almost there when a blue globe formed around the school. Doug, oh, excuse me, I just, uh, uh, Doug, <laughs> he was almost there when a blue globe surrounded the school. Doug ran into the blue globe, oh, into the glowing blue globe. All that was left of him was ashes of what was Doug. Bye. Miss Schmidt screamed out in horror. Oh. A cloud of green gas flew into her mouth. Miss Schmidt gagged and fell to the ground. Chris ran inside the gym and locked the door behind him. What's going on out there? Asked Carrie. Chris spun around, scared stiff. Oh, it's you. There's a huge storm and a green gas and blue globe, blue glowing globe blocking all the way. What are we going to do? Asked Chris. <laughs> <laughs> As Carrie, I think I was gonna go. I w- I was going over some cheers when the storm picked up. Carrie answered, "Doug Gothard is dead, and Miss Schmidt was killing killed by the gas." I'm Said dead. Chris. Uh, that's when there came a knock on the door. Who is it? Uh, <laughs> on the door, startled the two frightened teens froze. The knocking continued. Do you think we should open it? Asked Carrie. I don't know. Chris said. I guess I should. Chris slowly walked towards the door. He reached his hand out and unlocked the door. It was about to open when it flew open and knocked Chris to the floor. (gasps) There stood Miss Schmidt, smoking wet in the doorway. She stepped inside and the door closed behind her. Are we glad to see you? Carrie said. What's wrong, Miss Schmidt? Look at her eyes. Said Chris, getting up from the wooden gym floor. Mrs. uh, Schmidt's eyes were gone. Small clouds of green gas filled her eye sockets. The the clouds turned and spun in her sockets. She lunged out at Carrie. Chris jumped in the way and punched her in the face. Chris Schmidt fell to the ground. Chris grabbed Carrie's wrist and ran out of the gym, back towards the main building. The next thing they had to decide was where to go. Which way? Up or down? Asked Chris. 
Sarah and Shannon are in the library studying. Let's go get them. Said Carrie. Ty walked to... Now we shift. <laughs> Ty walked to a window and looked out. <laughs> the sky was filled with green gas. He stared into it, and for a second, he thought he saw a part of the gra- gas take the shape of a human. Ty stood up straight, backed away from the window. A huge cloud of green gas came moving towards the glass doors of the auditorium. Uh, it's picked up speed, more speed, and more speed. The cloud came smashing through the green doors. The green glass... Oh, that's the wrong cue. Uh, grass, green gas filled the auditorium. I'm missing. Where's my cue? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it picked up speed. The cloud came smashing through the doors. There you go. Green gas filled the auditorium. Window, uh, wind was blowing. Papers everywhere. Ty ran out of the backstage door. J- uh, Joe ran to the side door and pushed it and pulled on it. He forgot it was locked. Joe turned around and saw a green gas cloud floating a foot away from his face. He screamed and the cloud flew into his mouth. Joe gagged and coughed and fell to the floor. He closed his eyes. Oh shit, I'm Joe! Oh! And then, and then uh, they then popped open and the green clouds were in his sockets. Mike Rose tried to force his way to the broken front doors. The wind was so powerful, it flew Mike up into the air oh, and fuck! dropped him on a row of chairs. Ow. Mike Carpenter unlocked this one, <laughs> unlocked one of the side doors, ran outside into the green sky. Shane followed him. Ty was facing the debate room. He was thinking, where to go now? He looked left, then right, then left again. He knew he had to make the right choice. If he went left, he would be heading towards the cafeteria. But if he went right, he would go to the main building. He could go upstairs, but he is not stupid. No. <laughs> He went right. Just <laughs> <laughs> that out the door. That's right. So far before it's time, really. <laughs> well played, sir. Chris and Carrie walked uh, down the hall and turned the corner and ran into Scott, Charles, and Jared. Chris and Carrie were so glad to see other people. Nachos, that's you. I think. Where were you guys? Asked Jared. We were going to Sarah and Shit. We were Answered Carrie. We... Hey guys, hey guys, hey, hey, we'll go with you. We'll go with you. What said Scott? They walked down the hall to the library. They entered the library and saw Sarah and Shannon sitting at a table reading. Hey, what are you all doing here? Asked Sarah in a good mood. We came to get you. Answered Carrie. Why? Is something wrong? Asked Sarah. Yes, something is terribly wrong. There's a green gas that takes over people's bodies and blue glowing globe that we can't get rid of. Yelled Chris. Miss Schmidt walked into the library. Her eyes were greener than ever and there were small red lightning bolts in the green clouds. She walked towards Chris. Chris ran and hid. Yeah. Miss Schmidt was bursting her way through Chris. She picked up a wooden chair and yeah. swung it at Charles. The chair hit Charles on the side of the head and broke into pieces. Oh. Charles was knocked unconscious. Scott jumped at Miss Schmidt. Miss Schmidt hit Scott in midair with a backhand. Watch out! There you go. That pimp strong. <laughs> <laughs> Scott fell to the carpet floor hard. Sarah, Carrie, and Shan ran out of the library screaming. Jared stood stiff. Chris peered out from behind a bookcase. Miss Schmidt Schmidt walked towards Jared. Jared was backed into a corner and had nowhere to go. Miss Schmidt picked Jared up by the neck and flung him over her shoulder. Ah, my fucking neck! Jared hit the opposite wall and fell unconscious. 
Miss Schmidt turned towards Chris. Chris ducked behind a, the bookcase. Miss Schmidt walked behind, uh, walked towards Chris. He ran to a different aisle and waited for her to place herself just right. Miss Schmidt was in the middle of the aisle. Chris pushed the bookcase over. It started a domino effect. Bookcase after bookcase fell over. Miss Schmidt looked up just in time to see the bookcase fall on top of her. Chris heard Miss Schmidt scream and then heard a loud crunch. Scott was starting to come too. Chris walked over to him and helped him to his feet. Scott shook his head and looked up. Hey, what's happening? Asked Scott. Not much. Said Chris. Scott looked around the library. He saw books scattered everywhere, and Charles and Jared were still out cold. Hey, hey, uh, let's wake up the others and, and go find the girls. Said Scott. File under D for dead? Scene change. Ty was running for the main building to get out of the green gas. He jumped up the stairs and entered the right door. He was now on a landing. He could go up or down. <laughs> Ty went up. <laughs> Scene change. Mike Rose slowly opened his eyes and saw Joe standing above him with a big grin on his face. Why are you looking at me like that, Joe? And what's wrong with your eyes? Asked Mike in a somewhat painful voice. That's not painful. Joe just laughed at Mike. Joe grabbed Mike by the collar of his shirt and pulled him up. Hey, watch it, man, said Mike. Joe lifted Mike up off the ground and held him in midair. What the heck are you doing? Oh, no, say that right, uh, goddammit. What the friggity fuck What the fuck are you, are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Oh, Mike saw the green man. clouds in Joe's eyes and red lightning flashing every few seconds. Mike was terrified. He I'm didn't terrified. know what was going to happen. He looked down at Joe. Joe was standing there holding Mike by the collar with that, one hand. He was gross. drooling a little out of the side, left side of his mouth. Mm -hmm. Joe lifted his other hand and lunged it into Mike's throat. <laughs> Mike, screamed. Mike screamed in pain, desperately trying to get away. He kicked and scrambled, but that did not help. I'm kicking. Joe pushed his fingers deeper into Mike's neck. Please don't! In one swift move, Joe ripped out Mike's throat. Mike tried to scream, but could not. Blood came oozing out of Mike's neck. Joe dropped Mike's dead body to the cold auditorium floor and walked out. Scene change. Ty ran up the stairs and stopped. He looked around and saw a light on in the office. He walked to the door and opened it. As he walked in, he saw a little bit of the gas go out the window. He looked around and saw Miss Duncan sitting at her desk and Ben Miller at the table working. Ty walked up to Miss Duncan and sat down in a chair. She looked up from her paperwork. Huh? Ty fell over in his chair. The Ooh. green gas was in her eyes. Ty stumbled to his feet. <clears throat> Miss Duncan got up and walked towards Ty. Ty lashed out with a sidekick, <laughs> knocking her over. He turned around, and there was Ben. Ben grabbed at Ty. Ty ducked and jabbed <laughs> Ben in the ribs. <laughs> ben grabbed his side in pain. Ty uppercutted Ben and then planted a kick in his chest. Toasty! Ben fell to the floor, and Ty jumped on Ben's chest, then ah! ran out of the room. Scene change. Mike Carpenter and Shane were outside looking at the globe that held them, in, held them captive. Mike picked up a rock and threw it through the blue globe. Yo, bro. Hey, we have to go through the globe. Said Mike. Yeah, maybe. Said Shane. Mike walked into the globe right when he touched his body disintegrating in dust. <laughs> Shane, <laughs> Shane ran towards the library building. I'm out! Scene change. What are we going to do? Asked Sarah. I don't know. Said Carrie. 
The three girls, Carrie Tash, Sarah Craig, and Shannon McLean, were out in the hallway outside of the library. Oh, full names. Yeah, yeah full <laughs> names, apparently. <laughs> Chris, Scott, Jared, and Charles came walking out from the library. Charles was holding his head. Gerald was hardly walking. Scott seemed fine. He was walking by himself. Are you mean Jared? Uh, what? Are you guys okay? Asked Carrie. Who's Shut Scott? up, Carrie. Who's Scott? Yeah, who's Scott? Oh, I'm not Scott. I'm Charles. We're not highlighted. Yeah, we're oh, uh, yeah, we're okay, Scott said. Let's go find Ty. I'll pick it up. Uh, the group of kids walked down the hall. As they turned the corner, they saw someone turn the corner at the end of the hall. Hey, wait! Yelled Carrie. Shut up, Carrie! Said yeah. Charles. Yeah, what if it was one of those things? Said Sarah. Said Sarah. As they approached the end of the hall, everybody could feel their blood bubble in fear. Jared jumped around the corner, and they came flying into the wall. What? What the hell? Said Scott in shock. <laughs> Jared was lying on the floor, bleeding. Joe walked around the corner and grabbed Sarah and started to shake her. <laughs> Scott jumped at Joe. Joe hit Scott away with, with his free hand. Charles punched at Joe and hit him in the back of the head. Joe turned his head around and grabbed him by the neck and flung him up against the lockers. Oh, you like me now, bitch? Shannon and Carrie started hitting, kicking, and pounding on Joe. Joe flicked them away like they were flies. Uh. Sarah was kicking and moving, doing anything she could to break free of Joe's grip. Suddenly, a loud scream came from behind Joe. He dropped Sarah and turned around and saw Ty flying at him with outstretched foot. Yeah! Ty hit Joe with a jump kick to the chest. Joe fell on his big ass. <laughs> that thick ass is a thick ass boy. Ty helped Sarah to her feet. She was holding her neck and coughing and gagging. <laughs> Ty moved her hands away from her neck. Mm-hmm. Ty saw that Joe's fingernails had left holes in her neck. Uh. Sarah was bleeding a little bit, but not much. <laughs> Ty helped uh-huh. everyone to their feet. It's good. It's good. Uh, where do we, where do we go from here? Nope. nope. Try that again. Where did we come from? Where do you go? Uh, ask Scott. The auditorium. Answer Ty. Thanks for saying Yeah, I don't know why that's a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why there's a question mark there. The auditorium. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> he reads whatever's on the teleprompter. Come on. That was a typo, I guess, but whatever. Uh, I mean, thanks for saving our lives. Said Sarah. You don't have to thank me. Said Ty. Shane entered the library building. He walked upstairs and headed towards Miss Belong's office. He stepped in the room and saw Miss Belong sitting at her desk. Thank God I found somebody to help me, said Shane. She stood up and grabbed Shane's arm. Please she, don't. She pulled him closer to her. Go Shane ahead. struggled to get free, but he could not. Please stop. Miss Belong slammed his head onto the desk and then sent his body uh, crashing through the window. Oh, oh God. Stone cold. Uh, Shane landed on his arm, breaking it. He tried to get up, but could not. Mm-hmm. He found out he broke his leg as well. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Miss Belong stepped out of the gas-filled sky. Shane crawled as fast as he could to get away from that thing. Miss Belong closed in fast on Shane. She picked him up and smashed his face into the brick wall. This is not Shane's day. Shane's <laughs> face was flattened and blood-stained the brick wall. Yikes. Scene change. Let's go back to the library. Said Ty. Why the hell should we go back there after what happened? Asked Jared. Well, what happened? Asked Ty. Uh, that's right. You weren't there. You were attacked by Miss Schmidt. We were attacked by Miss Schmidt. Uh, said Scott. <laughs> What's in the library that's... 
What is in the library that you want so bad, Ty? Ask Jared. Books. <laughs> Answer Ty. <laughs> I blew my line. Fuck it. Ty started walking back to the library. Everybody, everybody after him. Uh, they entered the library. It was all the same, except that Miss Schmidt's body was gone. Bum, bum, bum. Ty walked over to a pile of books and started flipping through them. Nerd. What are you looking for, Ty? Asked Scott. Books on ghosts. He answered. Sarah, Carrie, and Shan each picked up a pile and started looking. The three guys stood there and looked at each other and then dropped to the floor and looked through the books. This feels very uh, Buffy the Vampire. What are we looking for again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ask Scott. Will I get a bucket pizza? <laughs> books on ghosts, spirits, myths, legends, anything that can be somewhat helpful to us. Said Ty. An hour passed, and they only found five books that might help them. Ty picked up the small stack of books and went over to the table and sat down. He began to read one of the books when Ben and Joe walked in. The two green-eyed freaks walked towards Ty. Ty stood up, got in his fighting stance. They, they pushed everybody out of the way to get to Ty. Scott picked up a chair and smashed it on top of Joe's head. Joe fell to his knees and then on his face. Uh, ben kept on walking towards Ty. Ty did a spinning back kick and hit Ben in the jaw. Blood flew out of his mouth and splattered on the wall. He followed that up with a roundhouse kick that hit him in the gut. Ben fell over. Uh, ben started to get up. Ty smashed a chair over his head, knocking Ben over. Ty grabbed the books and ran out the door. The girls followed him. Yeah, Scott, they did. Jared, and Charles picked up a bookcase and dropped it on Joe. They ran out of the library after the rest of the kids. Fuck your Dewey Decimal System! <laughs> Scott, Jared, and Charles caught up with the rest of the group out in the hall. As they turned the corner, there stood Miss Duncan and Miss Belong side by side, staring right at them. Turn around. Let's go the other right. way, said Ty. They turned around, and there was Miss Schmidt! Ah! They were trapped with no way out. Miss Duncan and Miss Belong closed the gap. Miss Schmidt came closer to the frightened kids. Ty jumped at Miss Schmidt and planted a flying kick on her nose. Yeah! Miss Schmidt flew to the ground. Oh. Ty pulled a set of four lockers on top of her. Scott, Jared, Charles, and Chris ran at Miss Duncan and Miss Belong. Scott punched Miss Duncan, hitting her in the jaw. He then followed that up with a left jab and another right hook. Charles then kicked Miss Duncan in the ribs. Uh, Miss Duncan fell over and hit the cold tile hard. It's cold. Jared and Chris attacked Miss Belong. She grabbed Jared by the neck as he was running at her. Oh, God! She turned him around so that his face was facing the lockers. She smashed Jared's face into the locker five times. Five please times, stop, five times, stop, five times, five times. Oh, God, I'm dead. That's a Booker T reference. <laughs> Jared's face left a red implant. Of his face on the tan lock, tan locker door. It sure did. Jared hung lifelessly in Miss Belong's hand. I'm dead. Chris kicked her in the butt. <laughs> For the younger. I'm like, this has been the most mature story so far. This has been the one with like the least laughs. And then you do this one. Yeah. Come and kick you in the butt. I'm like, all right. Inner fanny. <laughs> I'm like, the last couple ones I was crying and snotting. And this one I'm like. This one's pretty straight. Yeah. But uh, a kick in the butt? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Belong turned around slowly. Chris saw a huge grin on her face. With one swift move, she batted Chris into the lockers with a backhand. <laughs> Chris met the lockers with a big clank. Ow, clank! 
Ty ran up to Miss Belong and thrusted his sidekick into her huge belly. <laughs> he then sent a straight chop to her fat neck. <laughs> Someone did Ow. not like Miss Belong. She knows what she did, that bitch. Ty helped everyone up and took off down the hall. Where are we going? Asked Chris. Let's go to the cafeteria, said Ty. Why? It's on the other side of campus. Asked Sarah. One, it's good lighting. Two, <laughs> I'm hungry, said Ty. <laughs> they approached the glass doors that led out of the main building. They stepped, uh, they stopped at the door and looked out. The green gas was still out there. Look. Shannon yelled out. There's someone out there. She pointed over to the library building. Everyone looked over there. She's right there. There's someone out there. Said Charles. <laughs> Everybody, cover your mouth with your shirt and run to the cafeteria. I'll see who that is and catch up with you, said Ty. Catch up. Everybody covered their mouths and burst out in full speed down the stairs and outside into the green gas. Ty, still trying to hold the bo- hold, holding onto the books, stopped to see who was out there. He looked down and saw Shane's body lying there motionless with a face covered in blood. It's covered in blood. Ty ran after the rest of the group. Ty entered the cafe building and gasped for air. <gasps> he walked upstairs and saw his friend sitting at a table talking. He pulled up a, a chair, sat his books on the table, walked towards the lunch line. He came out a minute later with a tray full of food. <laughs> I'm hungry. Ty sat down, opened I'm, a book. I'm hungry. And started to eat and read. The rest of them just stared at him. Ty looked up and said, What? What's wrong? I'm hungry. Everybody except Ty got up and ran for the lunch line. They came back with trays filled with food. Ty read and found nothing. Everybody else just sat there and ate. Ty slammed the book that he was reading closed, then dropped it on the table. He fell into his chair, rubbing his forehead. I give up. I can't find anything that can help us, said Ty. The kids looked up at Ty all at once, then went on eating. Ty looked out and saw the green gas take shape of a human, but no ordinary human. It took the shape of his old friend, Marshall Hampton. Oh. Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> he, he, he's dead, said Ty. Oh, who's dead? Asked Scott. Marshall, answered Ty. Marshall who? Yeah, he, he is dead. Why, why did we bring him up? I, I was trying to forget about him, said Scott. I think that that's a clue. I'm going to check the school records, said Ty. I'm coming with you, said Scott. Everybody else got up from the table and started to walk towards the doors. No, I'm going with Scott only. The more people that come, the more a chance we have of being seen. I'm taking Scott, and that's it. The rest of you stay here and lock the doors, said Ty. Ty and Scott covered their face and ran for the auditorium. Chris locked the doors behind them. Scene change. Ty and Scott entered the auditorium. They gagged for air. (gasps) (sighs) I really, really... Really hate this, said Scott. Tell me about it, said Ty. Ty looked around the room and saw someone lying on their chest. Ty ran over to see who it was. He rolled over the body. It was Mike Rose. Ty saw that half of his neck was missing. Who is it? asked Scott. It's Mike Rose, answered Ty. Yeah, I'm still dead. Ty stood up and walked away. They covered their mouths and ran uh, to the main building. They flung open the doors and slammed them shut. Scott gasped for air, as so did Ty. <gasps> Scott peered down the left hall, then the right. Hey, it's all clear, Scott said. The two brave boys walked down the hall and into the office. Ty began to look through the files. Scott, don't just stand there. 
Look for anything that has Marshall's name on it. Ty said impatiently. Scott went over to the file cabinet, opened it up, and opened up the H files. He began looking through the files one by one. Ty found nothing in the file cabinet. He then went over to Mrs. Duncan's desk and started going through the stacks of papers. I found something! Hollered out Scott. Well, hold on to it and look for more, said Ty. Ty continued to look when he heard a loud thunk. Thunk. He looked up and saw Scott hiding under a table. Ty looked out the office window and saw Miss Schmidt walking down the hall. Ty dove under the desk. Scott looked up from the desk and looked straight into the green eyes of Miss Schmidt. Scene change. (laughs) I hope they're okay, said Carrie. I'm sure they are, said Chris. That's when they heard tapping on the glass doors. They're back, yelled Carrie. Let's go let them in, said Charles. The two boys walked down the stairs and saw that no one was there. What is it? We better go lock the side doors, said Chris. The two split up and went to go lock the two side doors. Chris got his... Chris got to his door, looked around, saw nothing. Chris mm-hmm. locked it and ran up the stairs back to the girls. Charles got to his door, looked around, saw nothing, then locked it. Charles heard footsteps going up the stairs. They stopped. He then heard the girls screaming upstairs. <coughs> Charles ran up the stairs as fast as he could. <coughs> Miss Schmidt jumped through. Scene change. Miss Schmidt jumped through the glass windows of the office. <coughs> She grabbed Scott and flung him up against the file cabinets. Scott got out from under the earth. Ty got out from under the desk and ran up to her and jabbed her in the jaw. He followed that up with a right hook, then a left hook, then a sidekick to her ribs. Miss Schmidt fell to the floor. Ty grabbed the pile of papers and Marshall's file and helped Scott up. They ran out of the office and back to the cafeteria. Bye. Scene change. Charles ran up the stairs and stopped. Well, when he reached the top, he saw Joe choking Carrie. Chris picked up a tray and smashed it on the back of Joe's head. Joe dropped Carrie and turned around. Chris ran for cover. Charles ran up to Joe and punched him in the nose. Joe turned his head with the punch. Joe grabbed Charles and threw him out the window. Charles fell two stories and landed on a sidewalk. Charles' back and neck were broken. The green gas filled the room. Carrie, Sarah, and Shannon ran down the front stairs. Chris got up and ran after him. The girls ran into the girls' bathroom. Chris saw Ty and Scout running towards them. Chris looked up, looked up the stairs, and saw Joe slowly walking down after them. Chris looked out the door, saw that they were still far away. Chris unlocked the door and ran after the girls. Joe was on the landing. Scott pushed open the doors, and Ty drop-kicked Joe in the chest. Whoop-ah! Joe fell, fell down the stairs. I don't like this. Ty and Scott could hear a cracking noise. <coughs> Joe laid at this, on the stairs motionless with his mouth wide open. <laughs> a cloud of green gas flew out of Joe's mouth and hovered above his dead body. Ty and Scott ran down the stairs, jumped over Joe's dead body. Boo. The cloud of gas flew after him. The gas stopped and flew the other way towards the math room. Classic bathroom. Ty and Scott opened the door to go to his bathroom and saw the group just standing there. Come on, we ha- we have to get a room. Come on, we have to get a room so we can be locked. Said Ty. They left the room and headed to an art room. Ty opened the door and let everyone in. Ty walked in and locked the door behind him. Sarah walked over to the window and pulled down the shades or pulled the shades down. Ty sat down on the floor and began looking through Marshall's files. This is where it gets really bad, guys. This is so stupid. This is so stupid. 
This is where. Uh, Ty started reading out loud. Hampton, Albert Marshall, born January 8th, 1980, died October 31st, 1998. Oh. Football team, 1995-1998. Wrestling team, 1994-1998. Good student had a B average. Notre Dame. Oh, wait, this is the best part. Wait, Notre Dame scholarship for football and wrestling. Oh, yeah. Cause of death, killed in fight with Mike Rose. What's up, bitch? (laughs) Was blindsided by Joe Whitlick and Mike Carpenter and Jared Williams and Charles Finley for (laughs) I'm here too, bro. Marshall asked friends to help him. They they would not help him. <laughs> the teacher saw him lying on the sidewalk on the way home. Marsha's last <laughs> words so were, I have no friends. Why, would they Why wouldn't they help me? The teachers didn't help me either. Why wouldn't they listen to me? I'll get my revenge on them. <laughs> the teachers asked, who did this to him? Marshall told the teacher, but the kids got off easy because there was no evidence. <laughs> so your initials are ham? Well, if you read that way, Backwards, yeah. yeah. Backwards. I'm just so, damn. Damn. Said Ty in a low voice. Damn. Did, did you find anything out? Ask Scott. Hell yeah. <laughs> Said Ty. Back you love. <laughs> Ty got up, looked out the window. The green gas was still moving about. It filled the entire sky. The blue globe was still holding them captive. Sarah was hiding behind the big potter's wheel. Carrie was hi- was behind the lockers. Shannon was under a table. Scott was sitting on top of a table, and Chris was looking out the window. The room was dark and quiet. The science was soon broken by a knock on the door. Everyone froze. The door came crashing down. Light filled the room. Mr. Friedrich walked in. He looked around the room and saw Scott on the table. He grabbed Scott by the arm and threw him out the door. Scott stood up and shaked his head clear. He saw Mr. Friedrich Friedrich stomping down the hall at him. Scott braced himself well. Mr. Friedrich was close enough. Scott lashed out with a flying right hook, then unleashed a left hook. Ty came running up from behind and kneed him in the back. Mr. Mr. Friedrich fell over motionless. I'm a back. A green cloud floated out of his mouth. Scott looked down at the motionless body in shock. Ty uh, started up the stairs and back to the lunchroom. I'm hungry. (laughs) Scott went back and got the rest of the scared teens. Ty looked at the books and picked one out. The book he picked was on reincarnation. He began to read. The rest of the gang joined him at the table. The green gas left the room and was hovering outside the broken window. Ty read a part of the book that said an angry soul could come back in any form it chooses and it gains great power. The soul will only stay around to finish its business and get its revenge on people. Then it would rest in peace. Rest in peace. (laughs) Sometimes if it's angry enough, it can't control itself and will do uncontrollable things. It can also show itself to people if it wishes. Maybe as a clue or to help that person figure out a way to put it to rest. There are only two ways to stop an angry soul. One, let it get its revenge. Or two, figure out a way to kill it and put it to rest. If you would choose to try and kill an angry spirit, you would first have to find something of great value to the spirit's pre-life. I don't know what the fuck pre-life is, but that's what I wrote. The voter motherfucker was dead! Then, you would have to set it on fire and let it burn till nothing was left. What would be of great 
value to him at school? Asked Ty. Uh, Maybe a locker? Said Scott. Yes! Does anybody know where his locker is? Asked Ty. I do. Chris said. It's in the lower hallway. In the... This then, the green gas rushed into Chris's body. Chris started shaking and trembling uncontrollably. Chris's body got bigger and bigger. Chris's body exploded into pieces. Blood splattered everywhere. Blood parts flew through the air and hit the wall. The girls screamed in terror at the bloody sight. All that was left was bits and pieces of Chris and a huge green cloud of gas floating in midair, staring at Ty. The gas left the room. Bye. Scott stood covered in Chris's blood, staring down at where Chris once stood. I hope it's not Chris's. Come on. <laughs> we have to go back to the office and look up where Marshall's locker is, said Ty. <laughs> the group of blood-covered teens ran down the stairs and out the door. The sky was clear, but was starting to fill up again with the green gas. They ran as fast as they could to get to cover. The gas was catching up with them. The teens flew, opened the glass doors of the main building. Ty and Scott closed and locked the doors and leaned up against them. The green gas gained speed and burst through the glass doors. Ty and Scott went flying through the air and into the wall. Green clouds of gas filled the halls. Scott and Ty got up and grabbed the girls by the wrist and ran down the hall. The gas was blocking their way out. As they turned a corner, they confronted Mrs. Duncan. Mrs. Duncan! She was standing there blocking their way. Ty looked down the other hall, and there was Miss Belong. What? She's still alive? She's still alive. I'm alive! Ty ran down the hall towards Miss Duncan. The rest followed. Ty ran up to Miss Duncan and swept the legs out from under her. Her head met the floor with a loud crack. Ty jumped over and continued down the hallway. Ty uh, slammed the office door closed and frantically searched for the locker assignments. Scott could see Miss Belong walking down the hall. She was getting closer and closer and even closer. Uh, uh, hurry up! Yelled Scott. I'm trying! I can't find it! You can help, you know! Yelled Ty. Scott ran over to the piles of files and looked through them. Sarah, Carrie, and Shannon blocked the door with desks. Crash! Was the sound heard when Miss Belong came walking through the door. Ew. Scott pushed one of the desks right into her big round belly. <laughs> <laughs> She's comfortable with her sexuality. Pinning her against I'm the good. wall. Ty grabbed the last stack of locker files. He looked through them and found Marshall's locker number. Miss Belong pushed the desk away and smashed Scott up against the wall. Ty ran up to her and gave her an axe kick. Sarah and Shannon helped Scott up and ran out of the office. That's right. Ty gave Carrie the files and sent her after the rest. Tickies. Miss Belong recovered from the kick. She walked towards him. Ty got into his fighting stance and waited for the right moment to attack. She grew closer and closer. Ty saw the green clouds and red lightning bolts in her eyes. She was almost in place. His sweat was running down his forehead and into his eyes. He felt the sting of the salt and the sweat in his eyes. He was al- she was almost in place. Now she was in place. Ty unleashed the fury of his fist. <laughs> he led... His left and right hands fly through the air. The sounds of Ty's fist hitting her face echoed in the building. Ty now brought his feet into this. After a left hook, he added a spinning back kick, then a vertical jump kick. She was still standing. Ty firmed his fingers so they were unmovable. 
Ty thrust his fingers into her neck of Miss Belong. Ty felt the fingers puncture the flesh of her neck. Blood splattered out of the finger holes. A big drop of blood hit Ty in the eye. Ty pulled his fingers out of her neck. I got in the eye. And blood flooded out. Fatality. My eye. Her huge body fell over. <laughs> the large woman? Ty wiped his fingers off on her skirt and stood up. He saw the green cloud of gas rise up and fly out of the room. Ty ran after the rest of the group. Scene change. Scott, Carrie, Sarah, and Shannon were running down the hall when Ben popped up from what seemed like nowhere. Get behind me. Ordered Scott. Ben stomped towards Scott, grabbed him by the neck. Scott looked straight into the foggy green eyes of Ben. Scott swore he saw the face of his old friend, Marshall. Ben tightened his grip around Scott's neck. The girl screamed and ran for the doors. Scott was gasping for air. Ben lifted his right hand and turned it into a fist and swung at Scott's head. The force of the punch blew Scott's head right off. Blood gushed out of his neck. Scott's head landed. Scott's head landed at the feet of the three terrified girls. Ben dropped Scott's headless body. He turned and faced the girls in the corner and walked up to them. He grabbed Sarah and Shannon by the neck and lifted them into the air. Ben looked into the eyes of each girl and then lowered them to the ground and Miss walked Mike. away. Miss Mike, I three, so. <laughs> Ty came running down the hall. He saw Ben walking away from the girls and decided to attack. He ran up to Ben and grabbed him by the shoulders. Ty flipped over his head and pulled Ben over, smashed him into the ground. Ben stumbled to his feet and swung at Ty. Ty ducked and elbowed Ben in the ribs and then smashed his kneecap into pieces. Ben fell to the ground. Ty elbowed Ben in the nose and then punched him in the neck. The green cloud floated out of Ben's mouth. Ty got up and looked at the girls who were huddled up in the corner. He walked up to them and looked at their necks. Steam was rising up from their fingernail marks. Ty calmed them down and picked up the file Carrie dropped. Ty rested his head up against the wall. Ty let out a sigh of relief and and tiredness. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw Miss Duncan and Miss Schmidt walking down the hall coming his way. Ty grabbed two of the girls' wrists and ran down the hall the other way. Let's go, ladies! Ty looked back behind them and noticed that the coast was clear. Ty stopped running and looked out the window. The gas was getting thicker. Yeah, it was. Through the green fog, Ty saw the gym. Hey, hey, stop, stop. Ty said to the girls. They turned around and looked at him. Why? Asked Shannon. Look, look at the gym. Pointed out Ty. Yeah, so it's the gym, so what? Said Sarah. We haven't been there yet. Marsha won't think of looking there for us. <laughs> Stay inside. <laughs> <time. laughs> That's He's, He's not a defeater of Martin. He'll never look at worse than the gym. Sounds good. That is self satirical. Uh, Ty ran out. That, you know what? I didn't even think about that way, and you guys took it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he said, like, let's don't go For, to the Are you forgetting? Apartment. Forgetting yeah. I had a football and wrestling scholarship yeah, to the game. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. Tom. That's true. I, I don't want to push it. was them. more that they I don't haven't push been those there buttons. yet. <laughs> anyway. Well, since I'm not in any of this, I'm going to go pee real quick. Uh, Ty ran out into the thick, green, foggy gas. When he reached the gym, he pulled open the two heavy metal doors. Ty walked onto the slick wooden floor of the gym. The room was black. Ty felt along the walls for light switch. His fingers found it and flipped it on. 
Light filled the room. The three girls came running in, slammed the door closed behind them. What's wrong? Asked Ty. We waited for you to get to the gym and check it out, but then Miss Schmidt walked up behind us. We ran in here. Said Shannon, starting to cry. (laughs) Well, that's... Oh, sorry. Well, that's great. He knows we're here. Let's get out of here fast. Said Ty. So the four kids ran outside into the green. As they ran across the campus, Carrie tripped and fell to the ground. Ty helped her up. They ran up the steps to the auditorium. Once, in ty- once inside, Ty sat down in a chair and opened up the file and began yeah, to read. Look. The girls watched as Ty went through the page after page of locker assignments. Ty was on the second last page. He was losing hope. That's when he flipped the page and saw Marshall's name in the middle of the page. Yes! I found it. Marshall Hampton, locker and cafeteria number 108, combination 12, 35, 22. Oh, no. And for record, I think that was my high school locker combination. Oh, <laughs> um, yelled out Ty. Uh, Ty jumped up and ran to the doors. Come on! He yelled to the girls as he dashed out into the green mess. <sighs> uh, the stunned girls followed after him. Ty <laughs> entered the cafeteria and ran down the stairs. He looked up the locker numbers. 50, 51, 52. Ty read them in his mind. It's this way. He said, as they turned the corner, Ty saw Miss Duncan and Miss Schmidt Shit. standing in the middle of the hall, shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> Ty folded the page with Marshall's number on it and put it in his pocket and dropped the rest of the file. Ty attacked Miss Duncan. Ah. Ty let his fist fly. Punch ah. after punch landed on Miss Duncan's face. Ty caught her off guard with an axe kick, Wah-pow. which busted her chin. Ty grabbed her hair and slammed her face into the locker over and over and over again. <laughs> her body went limp. Miss Schmidt grabbed Ty by the back of his shirt and flung him into the lockers. Ty's eyes were filled with fury and hatred. He lunged at her, knocked her into the lockers. Ty kneed her in the gut and punched her in the jaw. Miss Schmidt bounced back with an elbow to Ty's face. Ty kicked her in the shin, dropping her to the floor. She started to get up when Ty kicked her in the the jaw, dropping her again. Ty gave the girls the page and told them to open the locker and set it on fire. Ty took off his shirt, pulled a yeah. lighter. <laughs> Ty took off his shirt and pulled a lighter out of his pocket. He turned around and popped Miss Schmidt in the ribs. The girls inched their way around the two uh, inched their way around the two fighters. Ty kicked her in the neck. The girls opened the locker, placed Ty's shirt on a hook, and set it on fire. What now? Asked Shannon. I don't know. Said Sarah. The shirt burned. Smoke filled the locker and out into the hall. <coughs> uh, let me check. Okay. Miss Schmidt got a look of terror in her eyes. Ty punched her in the nose. Miss Schmidt looked. Miss Schmidt looked Ty straight in the eyes. Ty looked straight into her eyes. Suddenly, a red lightning bolt jumped out of her eyes and zapped Ty's eyes. Ty couldn't see anything. Miss Schmidt walked down the hall to find the girls. Smoke was filling the hallway. The three girls were on their hands and knees trying to get under the smoke. Miss Schmidt rounded the corner and saw the locker burning. The locker was melting. Miss Schmidt started to scream in terror. She started shaking. The green gas was leaving her body through every opening. Ears, mouth, belly button. The girls ran outside. And saw a huge portal on the ground. Flames were jumping out of it. The green gas was being pulled down into it. Fireballs came shooting out of the portal. The buildings were catching on fire. The green gas was trying its best not to get pulled in. Almost as the gas was gone, 
the, the portal, the blue globe disappeared with a loud cracking sound. The sky was now clear and bright blue. Ty came tumbling out of the cafeteria, stood up, spinning in circles with his hands mm. out in front of him. What's wrong? That's uh, uh, Shannon. I, I, I can't see anything. Miss Schmidt zapped me with something and now, now I'm blind, said Ty. It's all over now, Ty. The gas is gone and the globe is gone. But all the buildings, uh, they're on fire. And we have to get out of here, said Carrie. The flames grew bigger and hotter. The girls helped Ty to safety. As the four teens sat on the big W, the three girls watched their school burn to the ground. Uh, Carrie saw a body come crawling out of the cafeteria. It got a few feet away and died. <clears throat> Ty could only hear the crackling and snaps of the fire. In the distance, they could hear sirens. The four friends got up and oh, walked shit, away. After that, <clears throat> they never left each other's side and was always there for one another. Ty learned to deal with being blind and went on to become a martial arts champion. <laughs> the end! The end! <laughs> the best around. Cause I'm never gonna get you down. You're the best around. I'm never gonna get you down. <laughs> Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. One thing I kind of know what's going through is like, I kind of gave up on the ending. <laughs> like, yeah, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, like, I want to end this. I'm ending it. I'm a martial arts champion now. Yeah. I got to say, that was probably the best written one. That was the one without the most, like, breaks and laughter of the most, like, the well, least amount of ridiculous. Yeah. serious. So how did that no Notre Dame scholarship go? Oh, yeah. it worked out real well. How, how'd your football and wrestling career, which you've never experienced high school, <laughs> And then, what, I don't have any friends. No one likes me. And so it's like you're laying there dying, telling a teacher, and she's like, Fuck you. Yep. <laughs> that is Man, that's dark. That's really dark. And like, I love it. Like, you got blindsided by Mike Carpenter and Jared and Mike Rose. Like, the your whole name. Crew. I know. You're listing off so many people who fucked you over. Hey, Marshall. I like you, buddy. Don't touch me. Therapy. <laughs> What's this cathartic. cathartic? Is this yes. low key? Cathartic. <laughs> I bit my tongue. Ow! Like I actually bit my tongue. Not like an acute metaphor. Does it? Drink oh, some alcohol. It'd be fun. Yeah, right there. Oh god, that was so funny. And so scene. And scene. And scene. And scene. All right, I think we're going to end it with just those two stories for this episode. Uh, I have more. We may be doing another episode somewhere else down the line for later, but we'll save those for some other time. Well, let's uh, let's any, any final thoughts? Yeah, uh, final thoughts. Uh, this was Horrible Horror Masterpiece Theater. So. I, I, I love the X-Men one. That yeah. was so much fun and so ridiculous. <laughs> I love how the main villainess his name constantly changed. Zandal, Zalaya, Jumbalaya, Zumbalaya, Zydeco. And if you have side effects from any drug, call fucking V. 
the Umbrella Corporation and get fucked, nerd. But yet she only had two lines. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She was the like main antagonist with two lines. The pro- I think the thing is like that one again. The the following chapters, I still haven't found them yet. So I think there's more, and she was gonna play a much bigger part. The like she, she was like it was like she was like Thanos in the Avengers, like this little build. Like here's a little bit, here's a bit, and then here's the big bad at the end of the story. Well, even BJ though didn't get much. He, he was he was like the captain of the yeah. army. And was, BJ, what are you talking about? <laughs> Unfortunately, BJ had two lines also. He had three, yeah, I, think. I, need, I needed to save my voice <laughs> for screaming at children. That's God, not my job. That, that, was, that was so much fun. That was um, so much fun. All right, so listeners, if anybody had a problem, shut the fuck up. This was gold. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, call the hotline number. What's that? 704 2814 That's the Here Comes a Spooky number. Oh, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, buddy, go ahead and do your thing with that uh, hole on your face. Uh, I believe it's 7404-SUCK-IT is what? our hotline. What's that one more time? 7404-SUCK-IT. That's right. If you think that you didn't have a good time, listen to us. Uh, have a good time. Well, I'm sorry you don't have a good well, time. Well, don't, don't you have a call on the books right now? <gasps> uh, but there's, but yeah, I don't have them loaded up. I don't should we, plug uh, them in right now. Should we pause? I know. I'm so sorry. Should we pause real quick and jump back to this? Um, Sure. I will pause real quick and we will set we something should. up and uh, break yeah break we'll, uh, where's my cues there we go break we'll be right back <laughs> alright we're back and uh, we're going to close out because uh, I guess uh, Aaron and Nachos uh, want me to play some of our messages off of our hotline uh, 7404 suck it What's that um, number one more time? 7404 suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Which is actually 7404782548. Thank you. Um, if you want to leave us a message on how shitty this was or how stupid the horrible horror um, masterpiece theater was, or, and, we, how, and we will do our best to actually play it. Yeah, we can. Or actually, how we, much you love? Or us. how much you loved it? Yeah. You should actually uh, use the hotline if you're gonna have one. I mean, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, people have to actually call it first. <laughs> that that helps. Um, which that's it. Aaron apparently and Aaron and Nouches have both left drunken messages on this. Yeah. I which would they, never. Which they are requesting me to play them right now. So we're gonna sit through this. Also, who needs a beer? Uh, we will start with um, Nachos. Okay. No, well, so, this is Aaron. Right. I'm sorry. This is Aaron. Well, I can leave for this. From. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll wait for Nachos to get back because I'm sure he'll want to chime in on this. No, <laughs> I'm funny. This uh, exquisitely put um, voice message. Uh, that Aaron left. When I, I think it's great. I don't know. I think it's when valid. When he was probably drunk at one fifty nine in the morning, perhaps? Uh, no, I was working my midnight job. Um, so oh, as soon as Nacho sits down with his beer, I will hit play on this. All right, let's do the damn thing. All right, there we go. Aaron, June 4th at, I'm assuming, one fifty nine in the morning. Oh, I'm always keeping it tight. I'm always keeping it tight. This is Aaron Southworth of the Horrible Horror Podcast. Mm. Yes, I had the hiatus. You know what? It's been glorious. However, I have found myself watching bad movies. I'm watching bad movies. I don't know why I'm just watching bad movies. Particularly Resident Evil Apocalypse. I've been watching that one. It's like my third time watching it. (laughs) I have a question. Do you guys, whoever is hosting with Marshall today, think Alice from Resident Evil should ever make Spend an appearance out, Jesus. <laughs> in the video game world. No. 
of Resident Evil. Nope. Hold your comments to the end. Whether it be a remake, like I mean, just recently announced Resident Evil 4 being remade, or in a future installment. Huh. Something to ponder. Another one to ponder <laughs> is, I've mentioned this to Marshall before, can Freddy Krueger survive without Robert England? Robert England's been back on Stranger Things Season 4. The main killer, spoiler alert, you know, is very dream-esque. Gives you thoughts of Freddy Krueger. And can Freddy Krueger survive without Robert England? Dracula did without Bela Lugosi, but it was also a book before the movies. So think about it. Can Freddy Krueger survive? Anyway, buddies, I'm going to get back to getting drunk and just watching whatever I want to watch. Peace out. Keep it tight. I like that guy. All right. Yeah, it's a good message, isn't it? <laughs> you sounded so, like, barely... You you sound more high than... You were like... <laughs> Freddy Krueger... Uh, I was really <laughs> concentrating <laughs> really hard on what I was saying. Were uh, you walking the dog? Maybe. My God. <laughs> All right, let's break it down. Should Alice appear in a video game? No. Fuck no! no. I don't think so. I mean, I don't, I, I don't I, think so. I hell not. to the no! Unless no, it was like the no, early two no, thousands no. and they made a Resident Evil movie? video game based on Resident Evil the movie. Yeah. And then yeah, but otherwise no. She's, no. she's basically billed as a video game character, like in the movie. In the movies, she's, yeah. I mean, she can do flips and jumps and karate kicks and arm breaks. All and... right. So the best comparison I have, and I might have said it on my show, your second favorite podcast, the Here Comes the Spooky podcast, starring my co-host Cincinnati Jeff, who has AIDS and is going to die. Ah, uh, a boring. Please live. <laughs> Debatable. Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. So, uh, that would be like if you had a Super Mario Brothers movie and then the third brother, like, fucking Nachos McCheesebo show up. He's like, and he rolls in on a motorcycle that is fucking based off of coins and just, like, fucking smashes into Bowser's <laughs> mouth. And he's like, fuck all of you. And he has guns and he's just shooting the Koopa Troopas and shit. Nah. Shut that shit the fuck down. That is dumb. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. No, Alice she the is game. the shadow, the hedgehog equivalent to the fucking Resident Evil franchise. So, what about uh, Robert? Uh, what about Robert answer, You can't answer your own question. I'm not going to ask. We, I'm just. I'm posing the question. We had that uh, conversation on an episode, yeah. as I said, as we often do. Which yeah. I thought it was you and me on one episode before you went on ice, but we did talk about like, Robert England because we were talking about the remake. That, Why people hated it so much was it really because it was the movie that bad, uh, or people just hate that it wasn't Robert England? No, it was uh, a dog. The movie shit. is pretty bad. Thank you, Mister yeah. Samples. The only redeemable factor of that movie, the micro nap element, mm. and I—I uh, I mean, right? Like that. The rest of that movie was hot donkey piss. You have the fucking Kerrigan, Clancy Brown, Mister Krabs, and that movie still honked a lot of dong. Loud burp. Uh. Honestly, I think, yes, you could have. Honestly, I think you called, on, called in the podcast and asked the same question, too. But I'll say it again. Sinatra's so nice, you have to hear it twice. I think uh, because Bobby E. was straight up like, you're getting a little too old for this shit. Right. He's in his 70s. 
I mean, real talk, you have a body double, you pull that whole fucking uh, CG saber yeah. fight from Attack of Pretty the sure Luke Lord. Skywalker looked pretty good during yeah. the Yeah, right? Yeah. Defeat! Uh, well, like from- some fanboys get it. Some fanboys raged on Luke Skywalker and uh, Mandalorian well, how, man, how he looked. Well, Star Wars is the most toxic fandom. Mm. And they can go drink I thought piss. it looked great. Oh, oh my god, I, was, I thought that looked pretty good. Alright, so my shit is you have some other ass clown playing Frederick Krueger in the entire movie, you know, and you just like kinda slap in Bobby E's mocap CG mm. face. Or 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 Bobby E said it himself. Kevin Bacon was yeah. fucking yeah. crushing. Mm-hmm. He did. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but Kevin Bacon is pretty disagree. much the same age as Fred, for, uh, Robert England, though. No, oh, but in no. better shape. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't smoke shape. a pack of Reds for like 40 years. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. no spring chicken himself. That's what I'm saying. So if you're going to redo a kid, you might as well get look for something younger that you're going to make a nah, franchise with. Nah, fuck that, dude. I, I think Kevin Bacon, the Baconator, dare we say, I think he would be a great son. It's an interesting point he because... He could cross over to the second, uh, you know, from Friday the 13th into Nightmare on the yeah. Street. Man, you know who I think would really be a really good Freddy Krueger? Did you guys ever see Watchmen? Yeah. yeah. The dude that played Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding! Zing. And you know what? It wasn't a bad choice. It wasn't a bad choice. He didn't do necessarily the makeup looked bad. like dog shit. Yeah, well, that's not a problem. It's, that's not the actor's fault. That's exactly. The makeup, yeah. That's the makeup and director's fault for choosing to go with that look. Yeah, that that's a shame. But, but anyway, Marshall, what about this next call? Um. Well, first of all, I think it's interesting with Freddy because Freddy's the one of the the iconic eighty killers that he was the only one that spoke. So he had a personality. Like anybody, like well, Jason was played like. Four or five different people. Mm, Michael Myers played four or five different keep people. Leatherface, same yeah, thing. They all played, Doesn't you know, matter. Yeah. Because they never spoke. So it didn't really matter and, really and, and who Chucky, was behind the match. Chucky is a, is a, voice, a voice actor. Voice yeah. actor. Who can be old as fuck. Actually, yeah. Brad yeah. Dorff showed up on set a lot of the times, but uh, neither here nor there. I Regardless. Think, but Freddy, so I see it going both. Like, it could go either way. Like, I could t- see Freddy being played, brought back in a new installment as somebody else, and it could work. If it just again depends on who it is and if you get again the right don't alienate look, your fans the right makeup look fucking a honky but it's also we're at this point where like same with uh uh, uh like I'll bring up Wolverine like when, whoever if they make Wolverine again people are gonna lose their shit be like oh it's not Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman defined well, Wolverine not quite because they kind of shit the bed with Hugh Jackman and here's a fun. How do they shit the bed with Hugh Jackman? Uh, he's six five and oh, Wolverine yeah. is five three. Yeah, well, everybody's lost. That was impossible. Unless you're gonna get Tom Cruise to play Wolverine, <laughs> when you're not gonna happen. Well, his mutant power is having a tooth all but in betwixt the, where the teeth. Nobody be. was gonna. You never. Or Danny get DeVito. Danny DeVito. DeVito play Wolverine. Come on, Bob. But once people got over that fact, people loved Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Do you remember when motherfuckers were talking like, "Oh, Glendaring's against Wolverine"? I'm like, shut the fuck up. Actually, I like the idea. Yeah, but he's just gonna be a shit actor. Yeah, he's so, I don't know. I, I think it could work, but I don't know. I, I just look. What they're gonna tidbit. figure out a way for it to work because yeah. they are not going to stop this MCU. And it, oh, dude, I heard they were gonna going have Harry to be Potter. X Men. There is going to be Tom Hardy. Uh, they're talking about yeah. Tom I, Hardy's I in the conversation. Carl Urban is in the conversation. Fantastic Four. 
I mean, I hope to see a good Fantastic. They have yet to do. They've tried four Dude, times. Daniel Radcliffe, the guy who played Harry, Harry Potter. Potter yeah. Harry Potter's Harry in the conversation. Potter. Yes. yes, I heard Harry Potter. Wolverine. Yes. Yeah, really? I heard that. I was like, fuck no. Fuck it. Why hey man, not? he's about to play Weird Al. Maybe he could play uh, fucking. He's uh, gonna hire a personal trainer and it'll be fine. I mean, you I don't see. I I do not like Harry Potter as Wolverine. That Harry I do not Potter. Like. Fuck that. All right, so here's a fun tidbit of trivia. What about uh, John Snow as Wolverine? What's his name? Kit Harrington. Yeah, John. Yeah. No, because he was already Black Knight. I like Kit Harrington as anything. Next call. All right, next call. Oh, hold up. I got nice one call. last thing. Hugh Jackman came to America to play what iconic slasher character? Jason Voorhees. No shit. What? Yes. Hmm. That didn't pan out, but hey, probably for the better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't cool. imagine him. Okay, whatever. Um, what you got, Mark? Go all right, this is from June seventh, um, from probably either a drunk or maybe just himself, Nachos Nick Werewolf calling in. Marshall Hankins, son of a bitch! It's uh, Nachos Nick Werewolf. Oh, you doing? So you guys just wrapped that Silent Hill episode. I have a funny little anecdote about that. A bajillion years ago, my buddy Yukon Tom and uh, Eldritch Pixie lived in the loop. So one night. We got shit house annihilated. Yeah, right. Who saw that coming? And so anyway, we all crap out. And at about four in the morning, fucking sirens go off. Freak me the fuck out. I scooby-doo run to Tom's door and I'm knocking. I'm like, Tom! He goes, I hear the sirens too. Like, we all look outside and it is the densest fucking fog. You could cut it with a knife. And I'm like, oh shit, gang. I think we're in Silent Hill. We weren't. I mean, fuck, if you think about it, maybe we are all inside. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you guys. Keep up the good work and maybe have nachos on more. <laughs> oh, also, make your hotline number more accessible. Like, put it on your Instagram and maybe your website. I'm just throwing that out there. All right, love you, fart boys. I'll see you in hell or silent hell. <laughs> all right. And that was nachos call. What an asshole. What a dick. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I I was taking a smoke break at work. I wasn't drunk much. Much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to be on the show in the future, people feel free to uh, drop a message on the hotline at 7404-SUCK-IT, and maybe you can be heard on the uh, podcast. Um, but anyway. Is, is it the more easily accessible hotline number <laughs> that's about to transpire? Put it on your that's it. That's Aaron's job. Uh, I hate my job. <laughs> um, all right, that's it, guys. We're running along. We thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed Master, Horrible Horror Masterpiece. You love it. Um, we will probably we might do another one of these in the future. Uh, hopefully, because there's a shit ton more uh, stories I got over here that I haven't transcribed on the computer yet. But we should do the Bible. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> I'll do Jesus is Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. Can I? Can I? Right. Can I be Pontius Pilate? Um, yeah, so do, I want to thank like you, everybody. I do want to thank everybody that's here. Thank Nachos. Thank Chris. Thank Sarah. Definitely thank Aaron for coming back. Thank yeah, coming yeah. out of hibernation Praise for this. Jesus. Because uh, he's probably going to go back into hibernation now. Who knows when we'll see him again. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, Cincinnati Jeff, go fuck yourself, but get yeah, better. Yeah, have fun with age, you shit clown. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you had fun. We enjoyed it. In the meantime, watch more horror Stay movies. And remember. spooky. And always. Keep, Keep it, it tight. tight.